Hey, Michael French. Hey, Elisa French. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm dizzy. You're dizzy? Yeah. Why are you dizzy? You've been painting something in our studio, and it's it's definitely a fumy, painty, gluey, intoxicating smell. I was painting. (laughs) It's true. I didn't think about the fact we had to record Uh, it here today. It's okay. Just don't light a match. Oh, that's true. We could blow the place up. Mm Mm-hmm. It really, we really could probably. I think we could. Yeah. So anyway, sorry about that. So okay. we could talk about chemical dreams today. Okay. Yeah, because you know, how do you respond to a chemical dream? Don't inhale the chemicals in the first place. Yeah. You know what? I mean, honestly, well, I mean, chemicals really do affect your dreams. I'm, I was telling you this week that uh, I have, you know, I normally work night shifts, so my my sleep patterns are off. Always because yeah. of that, and I don't want to get into a place where it's hard for me to readjust. So I, I kind of stay in that halfway cycle where I stay up till one in the morning, just because that's how I work. When I do have to work, it keeps me on an even keel. But anyway, um, I haven't been doing that as much lately, so I haven't had to take melatonin, which you know is natural and everything. But I think it, even it suppresses my memory of my dreams because. I haven't taken anything this week, and I've remembered a lot all of, of my, I mean, I, yeah, maybe That's not true. all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah, so chemicals really do well, they do, they have do a impact role. things, and I think one of the things we have to remember is when we talk about a chemical dream, we're talking about outside substances affecting your body that have an impact on your dreaming. They can make for weird dreams, and they can also stop you from dreaming. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, we do say chemicals, something from outside of our body, but we also have chemical imbalances sometimes in our body. We, But more than that, we we actually have hormonal imbalances in our body. Yeah, but that would be always, a different kind of dream. It would be, be but, but I'm mentioning that to say that our bodies are sensitive to things that are within us and around us, but be it emotions, fears, chemicals, hormones, whatever. It's true. We we I mean, you know, think about it. And when we talk about like outside substances, alcohol, mm-hmm. drugs, herbs. Yeah. Um Yeah, but people uh, think cuz they're natural that they're No, but they can no, they but can they have do. an impact and in medicines and then um spicy foods. Yeah. They can have an impact. The proverbial pizza dream. Did you just hear my little foam go tweet tweet? I didn't. Well, it did, and, did it? and there's you a, a precious little picture of our new grandbaby. We do. We have a brand new grandbaby who's not even a week old. I know. It's She's awesome. so amazing. Catherine. She wasn't here when we recorded our last podcast. That's right. She wasn't. She and came that night. She was a surprise. I know. She was early. <laughs> she was a week early. Catherine. Oh, she's hey, so that's beautiful. A, that's another kind of body dream, though. Is dreams, pregnancy dreams. Well, I was going to say that, but I felt like you were kind of just like wanting me to avoid that subject because I no, said I just, hormones I just, and I was about to go to the pregnancy dreams. And then you was like, yeah, but that's a whole nother matter. So well, I was like, okay, it well, wasn't, I won't go we there. were talking about chemical dreams and yeah. a, a, a hormonal dream is more of a body dream. That's things that come from uh, things going on within your own body. Well, so that and hormones. 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 <laughs> yeah. Them, them hormones. Them hormones. Them hair bones. Oh my goodness. Uh, hormones. Um, uh, pregnancy. You said it again. I don't care. So, okay, geez. I don't even know what I said. <laughs> See, I just said it the way I say it. So, hormones. 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 Pregnancy. That's high enough. fevers. 
Stop it. Ooh, high fevers. Yes. High fevers can affect your dreams. I'm very breathy. Sorry, I don't mean to get into the mic too much. But um, So let's talk about fevers. Body dreams. Fever dreams. We had a son who had a crazy oh fever dream one time. Although it had some interesting parts to it that were real, too. I mean, I well, it was, real. it was real. all real, but yeah. It was a spiritual experience while he had a high fever. Yeah. He had a high fever and he has a dream. I remember the first part of it. You were telling me about the second part of it earlier because I was asking mm-hmm. you a question about something else before we started recording. Uh, the first part of it, I remember I was in Africa on a mission trip. And you guys, we were living in a temporary place in a in an apartment complex on short term. Yes. I think we were building a house. We were. We we were. Yeah. We were waiting on our house to be finished. Yep. Yes. And so we were living in that. And and I had gone on the mission trip, and he got really really sick and had mm-hmm. a very high fever. Yeah. I mean, almost to that point of dangerously high type stuff. Oh, it was. He was like 100, 405. Yeah. And he woke up and told you he was a tattooed dog with a silver leash. Yeah. That had to be an interesting experience. It was. Uh, interestingly, that that day, you were gone. Right. We had just moved in. Right. And I realized as we were about to go to sleep that night that we had not prayed over the place. And I had this thought. I know it was a weird thought, but I thought, do I have spiritual authority over this? Or is it just that my husband does because he covers our home spiritually? And I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and bless the house. So I guess I stirred some things up spiritually. <laughs> yeah, but that and just just simply the fact the high fever, you know, people medically speaking, they talk about high fevers causing delusions. Yeah, hallucinations. So it was a sort of a hallucinogenic, mm-hmm. delusional kind of a dream. Mm-hmm. But there were elements of it that were very spiritually significant too, not the tattooed dog in the silver leash, but the other parts of it, there were other parts of it that were very significant because, you know, we were talking about responding to dreams last yeah. week. And we said we were going to continue that. So we've got chemical dreams and body dreams and talking about the different kinds before we talk about responding to them. Mm-hmm. But, but chemical dreams and body dreams, one of, one of the typical responses is don't have them. Try and avoid them. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but anyway, but that doesn't mean there's not valuable things that can come even out of those because he had that high fever dream, and then there was another part of it, wasn't it? Well, and you talk. We were talking about how do we respond to dreams. So you know, here it is. I had just prayed over the house, so I had a spiritual kind of heightened spiritual sense at that moment. Right, right. We're laying in the bed. He's sleeping with me. He's I think he's four, five years uh, old. Four. four Probably four. Yeah, and I was worried about him because he was so sick. And so um, I had taken him to the doctor earlier that day, and I want to say he had, like, walking pneumonia and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, so he, he he's laying in the bed, and he goes, Mom, I feel like a tattooed dog with a silver leash or something like that and i was like well he was kind of halfway awake and, and still i was like he was a dog yes i was like oh, okay it was just weird i was like what and and then a few a little bit later he goes mom now i know this is gonna sound like a movie line but it's not he goes i see dead people walking around in africa and i was like okay Noah. i i, I thought he's hallucinating whatever so you called and, and I And you thought it was completely just the fever issue. Yeah, the then you called. So the typical response to that would have been to sort of ignore it, you know, yeah, to I some mean, degree. I, yeah. Or worry a little well, bit about the physical, him, but right, yeah, yeah, the physical situation. But I called you because we had had a crusade type setting where we were 
you know, preaching and teaching and sharing the gospel. Most of the folks who listen know we're, we're Christians. Mm-hmm. And I was in an African crusade setting and had one of the gentlemen who had gotten saved and accepted Jesus at the crusade uh, died. Were y'all in Mombasa? The, we were not. We were in uh, a little town uh, that I can't think of the name of right now. Okay. Um it's a place, the very first place I ever went. Not Ungadarangai. Ungadarangai. That's exactly where we were. Thank you. You're wonderful. Look at that. <laughs> you remember where I went in Africa, and I don't. That's great. It's okay. I've been all over East Africa for, for things, uh, at church planting and stuff. I don't like know. That. You usually years. remember. Yeah, I usually do. So, uh, But we, we were there in Ungadarangai, and the guy died. And... Um, the same time, basically, that Noah was having this dream because uh, it was early, early in the morning. Oh, yeah, it was like in 2 in the morning Africa. for us. Mm-hmm. No, it, for me, it was 2 in the morning, so it would have been the evening for evening you. Evening for That's right. It would have been evening mm-hmm. for us. It was you, you were early, early morning, and we were in the evening right. where things happened. He had died, and he ex- talked to us. He talked to us. He did because... Through the night, he was raised from the dead. He he came back to life. Yeah. But he and was he, telling you what was happening. He told the story of what had been happening to him. And he had been walking around. These two big, dark creatures tried to take a hold of him. And these two brilliantly lit creatures or beings came and told them they, they couldn't have him. And so he had been walking around, spiritually speaking. He wasn't lit. He was actually dead on the floor of the... Um, church because the 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 pastor of the church who had sponsored the, I'm, I'm tickled because the pastor of the church who had sponsored the crusade instead of calling an ambulance he had called a taxi and they put the guy in the back that's of the how taxi. they do it in Africa I know it is. they put the guy this is almost 20 years ago so they put the guy in the back of the taxi and carried him to uh, the church and asked God to raise him from the dead and he laid there for like Eight hours, mm. and all he remembered was that one experience of the two, the fight between the dark spiritual beings and the light yep. spiritual beings. But he had laid there for like eight hours, and then just got up mm. and woke up, and then he shared what had happened and what during the time he had experienced that walking around and mm-hmm. the battle between those two spiritual beings mm-hmm. or the two types of spiritual beings would have been the time that. Noah saw the dead man walking in uh, Africa. You saying that makes me think of Moses and how his bones were contended over. You know, and it was almost like that's what was happening for this man. You know, two things, creatures, whatever, beings, whatever he saw, whatever spiritual experience he had, things were fighting over him. But at the same time, a spiritual window is what I would call it, has opened up, whether it's because of sickness or whatever, um, well, for no, Noah, and he he saw into it the spirit realm. God allowed him to see and into the spirit realm. Whether it was a dream or more of a spiritual experience or a vision, doesn't really matter. Right. It happened during a de- dream time. Yeah. And I don't think it was just the high fever and the delusions. This was about children tend to have more open spiritual perceptions than adults do. We talk ourselves out of things as we get older. But children tend to just believe what they see and hear. And so he was having, now it would have been real easy to respond to that body dream, the fever based dream by saying, let's ignore that. Let's pray for him to be 
feel better. Let's take him back to the doctor. Those would have all been valid responses to mm-hmm. a dream caused by a high fever, sort of a delusional state caused by a high fever. But yet, if that had been the only response, we would have missed something very significant. Yeah, that's true. Because, listen, I recognize we have people who probably listen to this podcast who think somebody being raised from the dead is crazy. Yeah. I get that. But, guys, if you're thinking that's weird, just remember there's a whole lot of people who don't listen to this podcast who think believing that dreams can be interpreted is weird. So, I mean, it's, it's all in perspective. And we believe in a God, my creator God, who gives dreams, and we've talked about that over and over again, even though we're very open to, to enjoying having other faiths listen to the podcast, we've talked about over and over that the core of our faith is Christianity, right. is faith in Jesus, and we are firm believers that our God is a creative God who is capable of supernatural things. And really, what we're talking about here, we're not asking people that they have to believe exactly what we believe. We're just sharing what we believe. And And we're saying here is our response to it. And And our response is, wow, God, wow. You, You allowed, really, participation from across one, you know, across the ocean in, a in, on, in the continent of Africa, East Eastern Africa, the Great Horn, which is far on the other side of right. Africa, in a little place in Birmingham, Alabama, where where we believe there was like a spiritual connection. Because when we called you and told you and I told you what had happened, you were blown away. He I goes, was. you're not going to believe this. Yeah, when because I, you told, I told me you what happened before I right. told you what had happened in yeah, Africa. Yeah, so it was crazy. And, 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 and I think it makes a, a, a wonderful point when you know, as we're talking about responding, there are multiple ways to respond to most type dreams. Mm-hmm. There are very few dreams that I say the response typically, the most common response is to just accept that it's just strange. It doesn't have a lot of meaning. Mm-hmm. But body dreams, pizza dreams, you know, the proverbial pizza dream, I ate, ate pizza last night and I had a weird dream. It didn't really mean anything. Uh we Fever really, dreams, yeah, th- 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 chemical dreams. I guess that was fit body dreams. The 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 high fever, basically. Mm-hmm. The typical response to chemical and body type dreams is going to be kind of blow it off a little well, bit. Well, really, I don't mean that bad. I just mean that's the mo- more common. Well, we we way we, we respond. We keep referring to we call them pizza dreams, but you know, it's, you know, something wrong with our digestive system is either you know indigestion, whatever. What you ate last night, and we kind of flippantly say it, but science shows that there is definitely a connection between the gut and the brain. That's why we have things like IBS, irritable bowel irritable irritable bowel syndrome. You know, and ser- I like that irritable. <laughs> Irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah, you're gonna make fun of me now because I, I picked on you. You did. You picked on me. So on I have hormones, to. but um, yeah, IBS. You know, it's because we get stressed out. Our mind begins to work and overwork, and we begin to worry about things, and then it brings on symptoms outside of our body. And, and that's why so, the chemicals are in, in the spicy stuff, like spicy food, affecting our gut. It affecting can. Our stomach can then trigger back the other response, a a soul-based, you know, mind-based, mind-will-emotion-based dream response. I always go back to what am I feeling in the dream? And even I've come to you in the last few months, and I'll mention a dream to you, and there were like five in a row where I I was, it was such a um, specific dream, but it was more of a soulish nature dream mm-hmm. or something 
maybe because of fears I'd had. And, and so that can reveal so much to you. But anyway, um, you know, we, we, now I've lost my train of thought. I heard an airplane and it just <laughs> went out the window. What did you say right before? Don't ask me. I don't now know. No, you don't remember. I, I was talking about the fact that there's the connection between our gut and our yeah. brain. In other, in other words, we can eat a spicy food and it have impact on, you know, the impact that soulish response to a dream. Right. You know, because, see, we, we, we've talked about it before. We think there's dreams that come from, from God, from our creator. There's dreams that come from our adversary, our enemy, the demonic world. And there's dreams that just come out of our own soul, just from our own personal desires and things. And out of our own body and its responses to things. That's the three kind of dreams, you know, from that soulless, you know, body dreams, response of our physical body, uh, chemical dreams, the response of things we've put into our body, and soulless dreams, the the response of deep desires yeah. or passions or things that we are are dwelling on. Mm-hmm. Those are also another type right. of dream. Right, which now I remember. But okay. um, I was basically that. I mean, I really wasn't going down some... <laughs> A great revelatory road, but um, I, I'll go back to how am I feeling in the dream? And if I if I have this, I'm not going to say positive feeling, but I'm looking for light. I'm looking for color. I'm looking for how do I feel in a dream? And all the ones that are soulish, there just seems to be uh, like an overall kind of sadness or uh, gloominess to it. Um, and, and it takes Duller me a dull, a dullness and it takes me a while. I have to really think about the dream to recognize, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That was probably more soulish than it was, um, God inspired or, or something like that. Well, and that, that raises the point then of how do we respond to a soulish dream, to a dream that comes out of our own personal desires and, uh, 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 things we've been dwelling on and thinking about because see that's another thing people talk about they they get their mind dwelling on certain things and they dream about it it may not be from god but it can still be a dream that needs a response that's right you know because if we're uh intense our, our we're passionate we're, our emotions are overboard or we're uh, our mind is running rampant on a certain topic and we dream about that one of the responses to that is to recognize that that may be God allowing that dream to help us identify that we need to let go of something. Mm, we need true. to just, we don't, that if the dream seems intense to us, maybe it's saying, yeah, but it's because this whole issue is intense. Yeah, to it's you. true. That's very true. You, you may need to just let go of that issue. Uh, we've talked about, I think on the podcast even, about some dreams where people, had soulish dreams, and, and it was based on regrets. Right. Things they couldn't let go of. Mm-hmm. How do you respond to that? You take a step to let go of it. A soulish dream, even a body dream or a chemical dream, can can indicate to you there are things going on in your life that are impacting your dream life, but they may be impacting your life. Well, again, I, I said, you know, many of the dreams I was having were, were soulish in nature, but it revealed something in me. It Something revealed a fear, it. you know, okay, I've got to deal with this because I'd had like a recurring dream that was dealing with similar type stuff. So, you know, something that I personally pray for and then right. myself try to address, you know, we've talked about self-conditioned dreams and all types of stuff. And a lot of times these things kind of flow in and out of each other. You know, you can't just say cut it off here yeah. and cut it off there. It's all in one nice, neat little box. They're all 
kind of touching each other. It's like a woman's brain. It's like spaghetti noodles, and it's just everything's touching everything. You had to go there, did you? A man's brain is very compartmentalized. I can deal with one thing at a time. But yes. we start talking to you, and, and I can have, even in the podcast, I can have this whole topic of response. It, it's work to keep <laughs> us on sorry. the topic of responding to dreams. Do you realize that? Because your okay, spaghetti, well, I tell your you spaghetti what, is connecting all these week, things. Next week, you can do this by yourself. No, and then no, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm saying it's work to keep it brought back. But you make it interesting and exciting. Thank you. Because it draws all these other thoughts in to, to, the, to the conversation. Well, I love, you know, throwing a bone out there for you because I watch you run and grab it. And it's awesome because you, you have this revel- <laughs> you have this revelation. I watch your eyes, and it's like you love a challenge. So if I throw something out there, that's probably why you, you did well as an attorney is you were able to think quick on your feet. Uh, I get lost and can't remember what I was saying in the middle that's of a true. sentence, and I look to you to help today. me. I know. So, uh, yeah, we both have our strengths, don't we? Yeah, I mean, but, but, it's, but it's amazing because I, I do feel like that we don't so many times, particularly dreams like we're talking about today, we just dismiss them before we ask ourselves, how do I respond? Right, right. And asking myself, how do I respond to a dream should always be a part of our dream interpretation process. Mm-hmm. We want an interpretation, but even if there's not one, even if it's that random kind of body spirit, I mean, body uh, chemical dream mm-hmm. or a soul dream that's talking about something we're dwelling on or, you know, fixated on, even if it's one of those, we, 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 where we might not expect an interpretation, we still would expect a response. There's some, right. it, it may be, I need to stop this type of dreaming. I need to figure out how to cut this out. But that's still a response. It may be, I need to deal with this issue that's causing this, you know, dream to come up that, that, I'm, that points out to me I'm too focused that's on right. something. Or, or that points out to me I, I'm not getting good rest because I've been doing something beforehand. I'm not taking care of my body. I'm sick or I'm eating foods that are that are disrupting my sleep. Yeah. But, but they all can have a response. Pay attention to this. There's some right. way to respond to it. It's true. It, you know, it, it's, it's imp- I mean, and here we are. We didn't even talk about the dreams we were initially going to look at talking about, about how to respond to. We Let's talk about home. one. We have which time. One? Okay, which one? We were going to talk about warfare dreams. Oh, warfare dreams. Yeah. That, I mean, how do you respond to a warfare dream? Did you have a warfare dream in mind? I didn't have one in mind of you. I was trying to think. Wasn't there one where um, our friend Lou, she used to be a member of our church, she had one about, I remember, hornets coming in, and they were attacking. And um, I remember, um, this was years ago, and I remember you, it was it's, it was at a time where in our um you were pastoring, and there were just some things going on. What we would call warfare, you know, kind of right. spiritual warfare within our within our local congregation. Yeah, well, let's let's stop. We for felt a like what we is, were spiritually a, attacked we were in spiritually some way. Attacked, right? What is yeah. a warfare dream? A warfare dream is about uh, dealing with a battle. Yeah, you know, a spiritual battle. Something going on in the dream. You're under attack. Mm-hmm. Somebody's beating you up. Somebody's right. after you. Somebody's chasing you. Right. Things that indicate there's some sort of battle you're engaged in. And we, we, you know, we had uh, prayer teams and everything. And I remember she was one of the people who was uh, serving on our um, uh, intercessory prayer team. And anyway, whatever happened in the dream, I, all I remember they're like either some hornets or yellow jackets or something, but. 
It revealed something to us as a congregation, and it changed the way we prayed. It changed the way we focused our prayer and about how it was something about either moving defensively rather than offensively and and different things like that. And I don't remember the details, but what I do remember is we responded based on the dream. Well, that's part of the response to a spiritual warfare dream Mm -hmm. is to address or take on the issue mm-hmm. that's causing the battle right. that brought the dream about. Because the warfare dream is still metaphorical. It's still something that is saying to you, there's something going on in your life that you're fighting a battle of. Right. And so the response to that type of a dream is to address the issue and to take on that battle, to start right. winning the battle. Because mm-hmm. most of the time we're taking... We, we're, we're facing spiritual warfare dreams. Mm-hmm. Warfare dreams, we're losing. Yeah. I mean, that that's honestly, uh, part of the definition of a warfare dream is really we're under attack. Usually we feel like we're losing. Sometimes we feel very intensely like we're losing. Right. And then there was another dream, uh, I believe, similarly. Um, it's in, I believe, your dream stories book about the mom who was dreaming about um, the video game issue and... Um, there was something with uh, her son in one of the games he was playing, and um, yeah, it, it a, changed. A, okay, we we talked about how what was revealed in the dream before. Right, the computer spider dream, yeah. where yeah. where the the spider made of computer parts was coming out, and they couldn't capture it, they couldn't get it caught. So her response then began, you know, changed because of that dream. So she was able to address something in their home that was affecting one of her children. And exactly, it, and 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 that was a situation where the response was to change a practice in the home. Yeah, she she basically she realized her son was spending too much time on the computer game. Right, well, which is and, awesome. I, there was a time where one of my children, it, uh, I had a dream that, um, like he was under a tree and um, spiders had came out and were you know attacking him on the head or crawling on his head and I knew that there was a spiritual attack against his mind so I just began to pray for that it doesn't have to be something that's world changing it, well, it's world changing for in your world in your is. sphere of influence you know it and that's is. what and, we're talking about and that's one of those things that that we need to mention as a response to almost any dream one of the responses is to pray talk to the to our creator yeah. talk to uh, Holy Spirit is as I see it. Talk talk to the one who gave the dream yeah. or the one who understands the dream even if he didn't give it. Mm-hmm. You know, if whether if even if it's a soul dream or a body dream or a chemical dream or it's a dark dream from the, the demonic world, even if God didn't give the dream, he understands it. So yeah. talk to him about it. That's right. Uh, that's a great response to almost any dream. Right. So it's good. It is good. I mean, that, you know, I think we could probably continue to talk about this even another couple of times of how to respond to these different types of dreams because while responding through prayer is a very common response, a very common to almost all the different types of dreams we see people mm-hmm. have, there are also things we do very specifically. Like We talked last week about the direction dream and, and how to respond to that and the spiritual warfare dreams, you know, addressing something. And and that didn't even get into the issue that we could probably talk about sometime in the future, which is a spiritual warfare dream is one of the very few kind of dreams where from a spiritual perspective, I think you can still exercise some control in the dream to stop the battle Yeah. as well. We, we don't have time to get into that today and how that works. 
the world calls it lucid dreaming. I'm not a big fan of that, the, the secular perspective on that and some mm-hmm. of the stuff that's out there about that. But the concept of recognize your, recognize your dreaming in a spiritual warfare dream and respond in the dream. Right. Take authority. As a Christian, I take authority in the name of Jesus. I take authority, uh, spiritual authority, in the dream to stop the attack. And even if you don't understand what we're talking about or grasp or, or can wrap your brain around what we're saying, spiritual warfare and take authority and that type of thing, we are coming at it from a very much a strength of, of what our faith is. But if you have a dream, if you don't understand it, but you let's just take, for instance, if you have a dream that there's spiders coming out of a video game and it's affecting your child, um, and then you have... Um, you have an you, you you get the revelation that this is a problem. Yeah. It would be good to remove that. Yeah, know? exactly. It's telling you something. Well, and let me just add one more response here of how we respond to dreams. When you're trying to understand dreams, I believe knowing the Creator who gives them is a great way to start learning Absolutely. how to understand the responses. So, let me just suggest to people: I'm not proselytizing here. I'm actually saying. Why don't you ask the God who gives dreams to reveal himself to you? Ooh, that's good. And and that's an amazing response to dreams. It is because what we're saying is if you have an invitation, if you have an invitation to talk to your creator, would you want to accept it. it? Right, exactly. And he he and it, for us and where we come from, he's always inviting. Yeah. He is. So. Anyway, tell people how they can get in touch with you if they wanted to, if they wanted to. Uh, yeah, you can you can check out the website. Send a complimentary at, uh, compliment. Yeah, complimentary compliment <laughs> as opposed to uh, some other kind of compliment. Uncompliment. Uh, you, you can check us out. Our website is www.mydreamstories.com. You can find us on Facebook uh, by searching for uh, uh, Dream Stories Podcast. Uh, we can also be found on all the podcasting services, Apple iTunes and Google Play and, and all the other different services that are out there. Uh, so we'd love for you to drop us a line on the Facebook page, uh, send us something through the website, uh, you know, uh, just check us out on the podcasting services, leave us a rating. You like know. and share. Yeah, like and share. We're getting close to our, our one-year anniversary we are we're really close to it and i've been thinking when we hit that one year anniversary i'm gonna actually give some things away oh that'd be fun okay great we're only about four or five weeks away from that now so okay so look for that coming okay but that's it that's all our time for today so as i always do at the end of every podcast say it i'll say Say it it. (laughs) (laughs) keep on dreaming